Hi, welcome to Deep Into Sleep podcast. I'm Dr. Yishan, a board-certified sleep psychologist. Have you heard of OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder? Do you know actually there are a lot of childrens and teenagers are suffering from OCD as well. Normally, parents try to comfort the kids and try to help them reduce the anxiety. However, what you are doing may make it worse. So, what are some effective ways to really deal with OCD? Today, I have Dr. Kushner from Israel. He is a clinical psychologist, and he uses cognitive behavior therapy to treat both children and adults for their anxiety and sleep disorders. He has published multiple books talking about how to treat children with sleep disorders and anxiety disorders. So let's talk about what are some common mistakes parents are making when dealing with their children's OCD, and what are the treatment that we should consider. Some clips of this interview will also be published on our new YouTube channel, Mind Body Garden Psychology. If you prefer watching the video, please feel free to follow and subscribe our YouTube channel. So now let's welcome Dr. Kushner. Hello, welcome, Dr. Kushner. Welcome to Deep Into Sleep podcast. Hi, <laughs> nice to to see you again. I know <laughs> you've been so productive. I know you've been writing multiple books, really for children, adolescents, talking about anxiety and different、uh, topics related to our emotions and the sleep. I know I heard you just recently published another book about OCD. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. So I want to use this chance to really discuss you with you more about OCD. So、um, first, just for the audience, just in case someone don't really know what OCD is, can you please explain to us what that is, what kind of symptoms it may include? Yeah, OCD is is、um, quite a widespread disorder. About three percent of the people、uh, suffer from OCD.、Um, it, it is divided roughly to two main sections. One is Uh, obsessive thoughts, which are th- these are thoughts that are、uh, I do not choose to have them, but they come as they wish, and they bring to a, a high level、uh, of anxiety or or bad feelings in general, and and then there's a really great need to get rid of them. Okay, so the other other part is called compulsions, and compulsions are behaviors that they do、uh, physically or in the head, quote unquote. That the purpose of them is to try to get rid of the bad thoughts, the scary thoughts, and the anxious feelings. Okay, in general, for the short term, when I do those actions, I, I sometimes manage to get rid of the feelings. But in the long term, I get into what's called a vicious cycle. I had to do it again and again and again and again, and the problem only intensifies.、Mm. Wow. Yeah. So, how many people are suffering from OCD? This kind of uh, uh, these symptoms or this disorder? Actually, there are quite a lot. The statistics talks about something like three percent prevalence. Um, there are there are 
thousands, actually really thousands of manifestations of the disorder, okay? But the main uh, the main category relate to fears about contamination, doubt, okay? Did I close the door? Did I not close the door? Uh, contamination is if I touch something, I have the urge to clean my hands, otherwise I'm going to be sick, okay? Sometimes I have to, to make... Uh, all kinds of uh, ceremonies or compulsions. I have to just, for example, count to five. Otherwise, I'm afraid that my family will, something bad will happen, okay? Sometimes I have these intrusive thoughts that I'm going to act uh, uh, very violently with a sexual act or, or any other uh, negative act. So again, I have to do many things in order to try to get rid of, of the danger. Uh, sometimes I have fears I'm going to contaminate others. Sometimes I feel I have responsibility. So if I won't do something, something bad will happen to someone else. And, and sometimes uh, the perfectionism, things have to be just right. I have to fix the order of all kinds of objects till I feel relaxed. Okay. And, and I have many, many more examples. Mm, wow. Yeah. So I know these symptoms, they, uh, some of them, you, ju- you just observe those in uh, children, teenagers, since your book is mostly about teenagers. Um, right. So we can focus on this population. But some people may see very enough to meet cl- clinical criteria to be diagnosed, but some people may just have s- some of the symptoms really interfere with their daily functioning. For example, I know some cases, they may have certain routines for showering mm-hmm. or the contamination fear you talk about. So they really vary about the germs, especially the COVID is not helpful, right? So certain people have a certain routine to shower for a long time before bedtime. And I also know some children, they worry about people breaking into the house at night and hurt themselves for their family. And they have to check and double check and triple check. And just they don't feel secure enough. I would imagine if all this happened at night, it may interfere with children's or teenagers' sleep. So I'm not sure what's the relationship between OCD and sleep overall. Actually, that's a very important question. Well, there are kinds of disorders where sleep is 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 an integral part of the of the disorder, like uh, generalized anxiety disorder, okay, or separation anxiety disorder, or PTSD. But OCD is is Sleep symptoms are not integrated into the disorders, but we we have several lines that we can think about that that sleep is related. For example, there's a disorder called DSPS, which is delayed sleep phase disorder, where in this disorder, people are biologically prone to fall asleep later, at a later time or at an earlier time, okay? And somehow we don't know exactly what the mechanism is, is related to OCD. Okay, the people with OCD have elevated uh, DSPS um, as ADHD patients, for example, they also suffer from higher levels of DSPS. Okay, the other topic is all kinds of behaviors I have to do before I go to sleep. Okay, otherwise, I'm afraid I won't fall asleep. Okay, and sometimes I have to, to do to complete quote unquote all my ceremonies, and it can take me hours literally hours, so my sleep is postponed, okay? So it, it actually, OCD can have, can have a very significant uh, negative impact on sleep. Mm, I see. And when we talk about children, just one word, 
many times parents are also involved. There are all kinds of ceremonies where I have to say goodnight 15 times, okay? If my parents doesn't answer me, then I'm really stressed, okay? Because the ceremony or the act was not done just right, okay? Mm. So, and and um, there are many more examples, but this is the, the main things. Mm. Wow. So I cannot imagine how suffering a person is when if they are experiencing such um, symptoms or their parents, how how much challenges the whole family can face, right? So I want to ask you as an expert, is there a cure? Is there a treatment for such symptoms for this disorder? Actually, there is. Okay. When we talk about uh, treatment for OCD, there are two main options. One is, is SSRIs, which are medications, uh, anti-anxiety and depression medications like Prozac. Okay. And the other line is CBT, it's cognitive behavioral therapy. And specifically, the main therapy in CBT, it's called exposure and response prevention. Okay. What we do is we gradually expose people to, to situations where they have fears and I mean, scary thoughts and and feelings, but they they postpone from acting on the 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 the, the thing that will make the fear allegedly go away. Okay, for example, if I'm afraid that when I touch the doorknob, I have to wash my hands for an hour, hour and a half sometimes. Then and and again, I want to stress it's done gradually. Okay, then I will initiate several times a day. Okay touching the doorknob and postponing or not washing my hands for an hour, okay? Why is it important? Because what I learned during this hour that anxiety goes up, but it goes down, although I did not wash my hand, okay? Then I can see that nothing happens. I'm not hospitalized in a, you know, in a hospital where, where they need to treat all my infections, okay? And I see that I can do it. And I learned that anxiety goes down. And that's a very important thing, although I did not do the act. When I do it again and again and again and again, there can be a really, really significant significant reduction in all, all this OCD system. And it actually works very nice. But again, you have to invest lots of time and energy to, to cope with it. And it, it's a chronic disorder. It's not something that goes away. When patients come to me, I always tell them, listen, I, I don't think I can cure it. I don't think it can disappear, but it can be reduced dramatically if you will put the time and effort. Mm. It's, I think that's very important for people to know. There are hope, there are resources and treatment for, for it. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And also sounds like OCD is a subtype of anxiety. So behind it, the, it was driven by some kind of anxiety. Is this the right way to understand it? Um, categorically and historically, in the DSM-4, OCD was part of anxiety disorder. But in the DSM-5, it received, with an honor, <laughs> I'm joking, uh, a section of itself. Mm. OC spectrum disorders, it goes with uh, trichotillomania, skin picking, nail biting. Okay, all, all this is... All this belongs to it to specific family of disorders. Mm. But treatment-wise, it doesn't mean anything. Okay, mm. treatment, the best evidence therapy is CBT, SSRI, or combined SSRI plus treatment. Mm. Okay. 
So when you mentioned that doorknob situation, I think it's understandable. What if people worried is something not predictable, not really controllable, mm. right? Uh, Nothing like, is controllable. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, what but I know it, what you mean. You mean something yeah. like an earthquake or having mm-hmm. a disease? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just die someday. You never yes. know. You cannot really argue with them about the possibility. That's it, an excellent is... question. Okay. And I just want to stress, when I put a person in front of the doorknob, okay, the doorknob as a doorknob doesn't mean anything. Okay. Because if you will stand in front of the doorknob, you you will not think about it. You will just open the door, right? So the important thing to stress here is that the thought or the emotional meaning that is attached to the doorknob, this is what's important here. So when we do the exposure and response uh, prevention, sorry, we're actually exposing the person to the thought, okay? So it it doesn't make any difference for me because if, for example, I'm afraid I'm going to have a heart attack and, and my health is fine, then what I'm going to do is to expose the person to scary thoughts about him having a heart attack. How can we do that? And this is generally speaking, I can take a paper and write numerous times, repeatedly, I'm going to have a heart attack, I'm going to have a heart attack, I'm going to have a heart attack. Then, and then my heart pumps, I'm getting sweaty, I'm anxious. But again, after X or Y minutes, anxiety goes down. Although I was very afraid. Why that? Why is that happening? Because nothing happens. <laughs> I stay with the thought and nothing happens. So when I go again and again and again and again and again, the, the emotional attachment to the feeling goes away. And then it's positively thinking. It's just another thought. Mm, I like that. Yeah, that's very important to for people to understand. Thought does not mean it's reality. But exactly. you can see how powerful the thought is just by thinking about something that can trigger a lot of physical reactions. Exactly. Another thing is, is you, t- you, t- you talked about control. There's a really, really simple experiment in OCD. And, and actually, that's the most important thing. I, I ask people to try not to think about the pink rabbit for two and three minutes, but I ask them, please raise your hand if you do think about the pink rabbit. 100% of people raise their hands. 100%. Okay. But then... I ask them, what happens if you are going to try to think deliberately about the pink rabbit for two or three minutes? And what do you think happens for 100% of the people? They don't succeed. I mean, they start thinking about other things after mm. 30 seconds. Or mm. Wow. And that's actually the treatment for OCD and actually for all anxiety disorders. Our aim is to deliberately stay with the thought. Romantic speaking, I'm trying to change the relationship with the thought. Okay, it's like I'm saying, "Come, come to me." Okay, I'm not. I'm, I'm. You can do whatever you want. I'm not going to invest anything in trying to control you. Please come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the tragedy is in OCD and actually in general as anxiety disorder and, and lots of other other anxiety disorder is that the person tries to control the thought. I try to breathe. I try to relax. I try to get validation from other people. I try to avoid. And that is what that what perpetuates the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. When we try to run away, avoidance 
a lot of time make the problem worse. But we thought avoidance gonna save us from anxiety, from all these thoughts, behaviors. It's not. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. But face this, face your fear needs a lot of courage and possibly the correct methods, right? Or mm-hmm. else you will feel like you just hit by a big wave. You just got knocked down. Even you are trying to face it without the right method, right, without certain guidance. I can imagine for some people, it's still very challenging. And actually, there's a um, really nice image when I, I tell people, listen, imagine that you are in a turbulence in the ocean. What most people try to do is to, to try to fight with the turbulence, right? And then tragically, they drown. But the right choice or the right thing to do is to go with the flow of the turbulence. This is, this is very contra-indicative, right? Most people think, wow, this is crazy. But, but this will actually save their life if I try not to control it, not to fight, to flow with it. Okay? And it's actually the same thing. Yeah. Similar to go with the flow, this idea, right? It's like surf the waves and then you will not get drowned. Right, but there's there's just one little thing which is called very scary thought, feelings, <laughs> and that's a thing we have to cope with. A lot of people try to, you know, do meditation, relaxation, and for some people, I know that's the only way they think possibly can help them, uh, other than running away, avoiding it. But I think there should be a lot of many other ways, and sometimes even the relaxation or uh, meditation can be used as a way to avoid also. So right, that, exactly. then it won't That's help. a very good point. And what I tell to my clients is that if you want to do med- medication on your spare time, okay, do it. It, it. It's excellent. But don't try to use it as a tool to, to fight your thoughts because it, it's exactly like avoidance. It's exactly what you just explained. And, and it will actually harm you, can harm you. Yeah, yeah. Even though I know we are talking about OCD and anxiety, it just this conversation just reminded me of when we treat sleep disorders. It's the same. People try to control the sleep, control the worries before sleep, right? So they meditate, they relax, and it does not work. They panicked and they got worried more. Actually, let me get back to the question you asked me before, because this is another great example. What do I do with my scary thoughts about I'm not going to be able to fall asleep tonight? So what I do, I, I do exposure with the people and I ask them, let's at, at two o'clock in the afternoon, take a pen, take a, a paper and start writing. There is no way I'm going to fall asleep tonight. There is no way I'm going to fall asleep tonight. Okay. And then you can see their anxiety level goes up. But then after some time, it goes down. And this is exactly the thought that they have at night. And then during the week, I ask them to do this drill, but in a more and more later time, later hour. And it can help dramatically to their ability to cope with the thought. Wow, interesting. Is the reason behind this intervention to help people really understand your anxiety could go up and then goes down? It won't stay Mm -hmm. high forever? Listen. Anxiety system, what's uh, what's amazing about it, it doesn't have to work when there is an actual danger. It works when I perceive there's a danger, okay? So at 2 o'clock, I'm not going to sleep, but I just think about the possibility that I'm not going to be able to sleep. 
So then I feel anxious. And after several minutes, when nothing happens, the anxiety system, and it's automatic, understands, okay, cool it, mister. <laughs> and then, then there's the, of course, there's the sympathetic system, right? Which is prepares me to, to fight. But there's the parasympathetic system which relaxes everything. Says, okay, there's no danger. That's that's actually what's happening when we're doing exposure. And, and I changed the meaning of my ability to cope with the thought. Till now, I'm a hostage. When the thought comes, I run away. But it chases me, okay? But now I'm telling her, come on, come on. Okay, I'm going to face you. I'm going to cope with you. Yeah. And through some training, people will start realizing I'm able to cope with you. Exactly. I'm qualified. I'm well equipped to deal with you. So I'm not afraid of you anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Sounds very powerful. Actually, like building building a skill. Okay, yeah. so so generally in CBT, we can talk about dealing with the content of a thought or dealing with the mechanism of the thought, the mechanics, okay? And most of the treatment in OCD is not trying to deal with the context, content because most of the people, they know when, when the iron is cold, okay? They know that their fears are exaggerated. They know there is no danger, most of the people, okay? But they are so scared to stay with the thought, okay? For example, if I'm a person and I'm a, I'm scared I'm going to be a pedophile, I'm scared I'm going to do things with kids, so I try to avoid, and, and there's 0% chance that something is going to happen. It's all anxiety, okay? Or a person that is very afraid that when he's driving, he's going to run over some people deliberately, okay? He doesn't want to do that. He's scared he's going to. That's, that's OCD, classic OCD. Okay, so we do exposures. What we do, okay, I ask the person to deliberately stand next to kindergartens, okay, or go to playgrounds and see what happens. And of course, nothing happens. But what what do happen is that his anxiety goes up, but then goes down, <laughs> and nothing happens. Mm. Yeah, and that's a layer of evidence. They are pulling the data, the evidence, and build up that is against what they thought gonna happen, right? So it sounds like a exactly. lot is really in our head. We are anxious about our anxiety. We are worried about our worries. We are afraid of, of our fears. So it's really like what we are thinking and we are so afraid of it. Exactly. We have to face real evidence, not imaginable evidence. Right. So that reminds me, clinically, we always teach children that what is helpful thoughts, what is unhelpful thoughts. So it sounds mm -hmm. like for uh, teenagers or children with OCD, they may have a lot of unhelpful thoughts, but they are not realizing these thoughts possibly are far away from reality. But all their actions are guided by these unhelpful thoughts, right? Exactly. And actually, that, that, that's a really common mistake in therapy. When we try to, to emphasize the helpful thoughts, it actually becomes a safety behavior. And it's actually only intensifies the OCD. Again, even with kids and even with adolescents, exactly like adults, the main point is cope with the thought, is letting the thought stay and learning that life goes on, although I'm afraid. Oh, I like that. That's important. Not just 
try to replace the unhelpful thoughts with helpful thoughts. We have to learn how to deal with the unhelpful thoughts when they it, come it, up. It, it, it can, it, this is a very, very important th- point because in CBT, we deal a lot with what's called uh, um, Socratic reasoning, right? We don't do that in OCD, okay? Usually, what we do is exposure to the thought, okay? Mm. It's very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of parents actually possibly unconsciously are uh, doing some safety behaviors for their children, right? Mm-hmm. When the children worry about dark and the parents always like try to comfort them to say, oh, no worries. The, the kids worry about monsters in the bedroom. The parents like, oh, let's check underneath the bed. Everything's fine. Don't worry, right? That's kind of like good intention, but it causes more problems. Exactly. It, it, it's again, it's called safety behavior. If the child does not cope with the thought and he doesn't learn what happens when the parent doesn't check. Right, right. And what happens is nothing. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure just because of the checking, I was saved. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted more and more and more. And that, like you said, multiple times per night. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Wow. So I know you wrote this book to really help, especially teenagers, to cope with OCD. What kind of uh, teenagers or parents uh, could you know benefit from your book? Okay, actually, this I, I really like this book. Okay, I wrote it based on many, 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 many clients. Okay. And and it tells about the story of, of Ben, a kid that that uh, he suddenly has OCD, okay? And it tells a story about the manifestation of his OCD and then all of his treatment course and the, the relationship he has with his psychologist and how his parents were involved until he conquered the OCD and uh, and 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 everything was was over, okay? And and you can learn a lot from it. It actually I, I think it, it can be of an interest to any people, but specifically uh, families and uh, adolescents, which they suffer from OCD. Some of them don't, don't know exactly what's going on. They don't know exactly what they need to do. Parents do not know exactly what they need to do. And, and it can be a really, really good guideline and to understand what's going on in CBT. Okay. Mm. And it can introduce treatment to people there which hesitate if they need to, if they want to go to treatment or not. Um, and you can learn a lot from it. Oh, great. I'm saying it very objectively. Yeah. So sounds like <laughs> both teenagers and their parents can mm-hmm. read the book and learn something. Actually, about. adults also. Mm. It, it's it's very similar to, to treatment course and OCD manifestation in adults. Mm. Is there any difference between the treatment for teenagers, children versus adults? Not really. I mean, if they are really small children, of course, you have to to talk in their language, of course, and and there are there are manuals for that. Uh, but I think one very very important thing is the the parental role in the in the clinical picture, and that's something we give mm. lots of emphasis when we work with uh, with 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 kids or teenagers. Mm. sometimes with adults we need to work work with the spouse (laughs) wow so similar to sleep treatment right for children teenagers sleep parents need to be involved somehow and for adults you are responsible of yourself but sometimes your spouse is a very important uh, figure to bring into the clinical treatment right 
Mm, cool. So how can people find your book if they want to learn more about uh, OCD and they want you use your book to help them? Uh, they can go to Amazon. The, the book is sold on Amazon. There's a hard cover version, a soft cover version, and a digital version. Everyone right. can buy it in the version that suits them. What's the name of the book? How I fought and conquered my OCD. Oh, very straightforward with, with name. CBT with CBT treatment. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I love the name already. <laughs> How I fought my OCD and won memories of CBT treatment. Okay, <laughs> that's the that's the exact name of the book. Okay, cool. I will also put all the links down below in the de description box for people to look directly. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, any, you know, last wisdom you want to share with all the audience who are listening, who may uh, have some questions about OCD? Uh, I have to emphasize that, that sometimes really at the beginning, people are, are so alarmed by OCD because it can be very, very, very uh, severe. But I want to give hope. Okay, I've seen so many complex cases. And, and, and I have to admit, when somebody comes and is eager to fight and is willing to do anything, the prognosis can be very good. Very good. Okay? Sometimes it takes a bit longer, okay? But, but improvement can come and can come dramatically even, okay? That's very important to know. Great. Don't neglect it. Don't, do, don't just stay and say, okay, it will pass. I like that. So really uh, keep the hope up, know their resources and treatment, mm -hmm. and uh, let's find the right way to face the thoughts together, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. don't just try to comfort and save and, you know, uh, run away from it. Great. Right. Exactly. Thank you very much, Dr. Kushnir. My pleasure as always. <laughs> If you want to find out more of Dr. Jonathan Kushner's books, you can go to his website at cbttales.com. If you have any questions about this topic, please leave me a comment, let me know. You can also subscribe our email newsletter and download a free ebook at mindbodygarden.com sleep. So I hope you liked today's episode. I'm Dr. Yishen. I will see you next time. Sleep is an individual thing. We all sleep differently, and there is so much we can do to improve sleep quality. Keep hope and carry on. This podcast is for general informational purpose only and does not include the practice of medicine or other health professional services. Usage of the information we share is at the listener's own risk, and our content does not intend to be a substitute for any medical and professional services, diagnoses, and treatment. Please seek professional health services as needed.